Why did Jesus have to die? Many of us have been reading through the Bible from the beginning uh, or uh, picking in bits and uh, bits of it through our soap readings. And I don't know about you, but as I've been reading the Old Testament, and I guess as I read newspapers more and I grow a little older, I begin to answer this question in a new light. Why did Jesus have to die? When we were reading Genesis right at the beginning of this year, you will remember that God created Adam and Eve, and they had this incredibly close relationship. They could see God. God knew everything about them. They walked together in the world that God had created. They knew each other intimately. They were close in every single way. We were created for that kind of relationship with our Heavenly Father. We were created to be in an intimate, loving relationship with our Lord. We were created to be in his presence, designed to be close to our Creator. We were designed to be known by God, but also to know him so well. It didn't take long though, did it? I think it was day two of our Bible reading. So the 2nd of January, we hit Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 says one thing. We decided to do it our own way. We decided to take things into our own hands. We decided that what God had said was not good enough and we were going to give it a go on our own Soon, as we read through Genesis and as Simon's blogged this week, selfishness, stubbornness, greed, hatred, sin, independence, persecution, adultery, idol worship, all these things soon became part of humans' history. Soon our relationship with God was torn apart, painful, distant, Soon that close, intimate relationship that we were designed to have was destroyed because we decided to do it our own way. We decided to do it our own way. What should have been intimate became distant. What should have been holy became sinful. Instead of love came hate. Instead of life came death. Instead of freedom We lived in bondage. Instead of living face to face with our heavenly Father, a wall began to be built between us and between God. The children at the moment are writing on other bricks things that we all do, things that you and I do, that build a wall between us and God. And as we sing the next song, some of those things are going to come up and create a wall. You see, our sin became human sin, became national sin. And we live in a world where the consequences of greed, of poverty, of injustice, of sin are felt all around the world. So it only seems fitting as we consider the world we live in, and the effects of our sin to turn to pray for our world. And Simon's going to do that right now. So much goes into the wall. 
that divides us from a Father God. And so many signs in our world point to the almighty gulf between how it was made and what it has become. And we claim the promise that a new day is coming of a new heaven and a new earth. The day will come when this old order will pass away. A day is coming when there'll be no more mourning or crying or pain. A day is coming when people will die no more. Until that day, we pray, Lord, let your kingdom come and let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray today for all those who strive to alleviate human poverty. For people working all around the world to feed and clothe people that have no food and have no clothes. We pray for those offering shelter to those who have no home. We pray for those who love people enough to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. For those who are spiritually lost and spiritually poor and spiritually without a home, we pray for everyone today who will share the good news of Jesus Christ. We pray for injustice around the world. When the rich exploit the poor, when the powerful abuse the weak, in homes, in families, in communities, within nations. And we pray, Lord God, for what you did on the cross, for the putting things right that you achieved there, that we would be, and your people everywhere, would seek justice and reconciliation and truth. And more than that, In your death, grace met with truth. Righteousness collided with mercy. So we ask for your people all over the world to rise up, to offer that grace and to offer that mercy. And so we pray for those who are oppressed, those who are downtrodden, those who are lost, those who are hungry, And we ask, Lord God, that as a sign that the mighty chasm between what we've become and what we should be has now been bridged in Jesus. As a sign of what is coming, we would heal the sick and cleanse the leper and even in the name of Jesus, raise the dead. That the power of the cross and the wonder of the resurrection would go to the very ends of the earth. And then you would come again in glory. Amen. Children, for uh, drawing some things to help us see what's in our wall, and I'm going to ask you guys to go and sit back in your seats now uh, with your parents. Go sit back in your seats together with your parents now. That would be great. You see... They've done a fantastic job. But those are uncomfortable words to read, are they? 
Thank you so much, guys. Racism, swearing, showing off, war, killing, stealing, torture, bullying, stealing, destroying, hurting, killing, arguing, greed, lying, sinning, worshipping idols. The Bible is very clear in what it says. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, all of us, all of us, do something that hurts God or hurts another. I once worked with a young person who tried. She phoned me up and she said, I'm going to try today to not sin. She phoned back three minutes later and said, I just argued with my sister. I thought three minutes was quite good. As you came in, you were given a piece of paper. We would love you just in these moments to think of your own sin. To think of, even this morning, something that you would like to say sorry to God for. Maybe just something that happened on the way to church that you thought, God, I'm sorry about that. We'd love you just uh, as uh, we begin to uh, play the next song at the foot of the cross to write a small prayer of confession on your piece of paper or to draw what you're sorry to God for or simply, if you would rather, just write the words, I'm sorry. And as they play, why don't you write that down? And then we have a box that will make the top of our wall. Thank you, Heather. My sin. My sin. We'd love you just as we're singing to come and put it in here. I promise nobody will read those pieces of paper. I will personally shred them afterwards, for that is what Jesus has done for us. But I'd love you as an act of confession of I'm sorry to come and put your confessions in this box as we add it to the wall country became dark and the darkness lasted for three hours. At three o'clock, Jesus cried in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of the people standing there heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Some of them ran. They got a sponge, filled it with vinegar, tied it to a stick and gave Jesus it to drink. He said, They said, we want to see if Elijah will come and take him from the cross. But then Jesus cried in a loud voice, it is finished. And he died. The curtain in the temple was torn in two pieces from the top to the bottom. And an army officer was standing in front of the cross. He said, this man really was the Son of God. Please be seated. You see, that's what Jesus did for us. That's what Jesus did for us. In a loud voice, he cried, it is finished. He died. But then the temple curtain was torn. The wall that was created, that our sin had built, fell. Death was defeated. Sin could be forgiven. Satan did not win. 
my sin, your sin, the world's sin, no longer held us. Hallelujah. How wonderful, how marvelous is your love for me. How sacrificial, how incredible is your love for me. From the oldest to the youngest, your blood is enough. From the tallest to the shortest, from the thinnest to the widest, from the greyest to the blondest, in every way, you are enough. From the darkest of sin to the smallest lie, your grace Your blood is enough. Thank you that because of your death, the wall of sin that separated us from our Father in heaven is no more. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your never-failing love. And as we move towards Easter Sunday, as we celebrate your resurrection, may we be mindful of the great cost. May we always remember that you did it for us. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that you should give your only Son. 